everybody. Welcome back to the Home Class Movie Chat, where we talk about all things movies. We are your hosts, movie addicts, Kat. And Paul. And what are we talking about today? Well, this week's movie, I th- I really, really enjoyed it. And I only got a quick glimpse of this, um, as in just a trailer. Um, and I'm like, I got, I've got, i got to see this movie. And it was so much so that I literally reignited my interest in Prime to get it. <laughs> Just to see this bloody movie. Now, what you movie? We subscribe talk- to Amazon Prime just to see this movie. Just to see this movie. Oh, that's hilarious! It's probably going to come up to Netflix, and I'll be sitting there going, "God damn it!" You know. But look, this yeah. movie is. It was released in 2023. This movie, I, as I said, it was one of those movies that I first saw the the trailer. I'm like, you know what? This looks really. It looks really. It fun. just looked fun. I've got to. I've got to watch this. So it was I released- know technically it's a horror movie, it but is it's a horror really movie, more of a comedy. Yeah. It was released on the 28th, 28th of September, 2023. It runs for 106 minutes. What movie are we talking about? We are talking about the movie Totally Killer. Totally. I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight. <laughs> Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh my god! I know the '80s are almost over, and I haven't even tried coke yet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, mom! Fuck off and die. Jesus, mom! Masita, ay, 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 mamacita. Time for my birthday, bitch. This is a creepy ass cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. What's the big deal? There is a murderer on the loose, and you drove us into the woods. <gasps> oh my god! What? I forgot to bring vodka. You have seven and a half hours until you're stuck here forever. I need to stop all this horror before it happens. The machines kill us all? No. They more just rip apart the fabric of our society via dance videos on TikTok. They use dance against us? Come on out. Water's warm. Just so you know, I don't do blowjobs. You pee out of that thing. Just think, maybe if she did do blowjobs, she'd still be alive. Yeah, let's not make that the lesson. 80s weed sucks. This is just dirt. Look at all these twigs. Yeah, I could give you a gummy this big that has 100 times more weed than this. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this movie is Back to the Future, but with a killer. But that's what makes this movie so good. It's so enjoyable because, and look, for the very first time in the entirety of any movie that I've ever seen, including horror movies, I picked out who the killer was before Mm -hmm. it was even revealed. 
And I kept saying to Kat, I'm pretty sure that this person is the killer. And it worked out that, yes, it was. And I'm like, oh, my God, I actually figured this one out all by myself before anyone had to tell me. I thought it was kind of fun that they actually mentioned Back to the Future several times during this film. They did. For example, in Back to the Future, Marty tries to get his future parents together. While in this movie, Jamie's trying to keep them from getting together too early. Yeah. And like Marty, she needs the help of a younger version of the genius who built the time machine to help her fix it and get back to the future. Yeah. And now I know a lot of you are sitting there going, oh, my God, a back to the, a future movie, a time travel movie. Stick with us. This it really is works. really good. It really, really works. So much so that I just, I, we really had to do this episode, not only for the home class, but definitely for my horror crypt podcast, because it is technically a horror, but it is just so enjoyable. And yeah, it, it, it really is. is. And so... On a scale of zero to five movie reels, zero being how do I get the last 106 minutes of my life back to five? It was a perfect movie and I'd watch it all all over again. What would you give this movie? Honestly, I'd give it a five. Yeah. (laughs) It was just fun. It it really was a fun movie. There was nothing that you'd sit there and go, oh my God. I mean, look, some of you might watch this movie and get it, get the killer really quickly. Um, Some of you like me might take the last, 25 minutes of the movie before you actually get who the killer is but the fact is that it just it works throughout the movie and i really do i think this is a it's it's a good storyline the storyline basically revolves around a town in vernon and october the 27th 29th and the 31st of uh of october three three teenage girls by the name of tiffany marissa and heather are killed by the sweet 16 killer each having them stabbed 16 times on the nights of their 16th birthday So this is the premise of the whole movie that we start off and we see that there, we go to the present day and there's this girl by the name of Jamie and she's going to a concert with her friend, Amelia. Now Amelia factors into this because she's a very intelligent African-American girl and she's She's working on, she's a genius and she's working on a school project, which is basically time travel. She believes back in the day, they still had science fairs going on. They did. And she believes, well, this is 2023, so it's yeah. interesting, but she believes that she needs a certain component in which that she can time travel. We find out that the component that she actually needs is actually steel, which we find out how she gets well, we find how that, that later on. How it all how it all happens. So um Jamie's mother, Pam, have you know, she wants her to stay home because she was one of the three victims' friends when she was 16, but she was not killed by the Obviously. sweet sixteen killer. Thank goodness. And so she's trying to convince Jamie, listen, to, you know, how about you just stay home? She is wearing, Jamie's wearing an awesome white jacket. Now, that is that really comes into play in the movie. Okay. Now, her mom wants her to stay home on Halloween, and yeah. she's dressed up as her favorite actress, Molly Ringwald. Yes, she is. Which, which, also, which also factors in. Now, there's a few things I is, want to. It's interesting when you say that Pam's dressed as, as Molly Ringwald. I couldn't see it other than. I know. Other than, yeah, I know, but it, it does factor in yeah. later on. But there's a couple of, of trivia points I want to bring up here. First, the Jamie, the lead character, played by the girl who played uh, the new uh, Sabrina. Yes. And does. it's so hard to see her and not see Sabrina. I know. I, I saw her. In, uh, first time I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's Sabrina. This must yeah, be well, the new well, that was the first Sabrina. thing we ever saw her. And so that's what we always think of her as. Yeah. But she was actually very good in this, I thought. She was. But her character is named after the original scream queen jamie lee curtis oh i didn't know that one yep 
And Jamie and her parents, Pam and Blake, have the last name of Hughes. And this is a nod toward director John, John Hughes, Hughes, who directed the movie The Breakfast Club, Club. which starred Molly Ringwald. <laughs> and that lovely fringe uh, white jacket yeah. that Jamie's wearing in the beginning of the film and is very retro. It's so 80s. It is very much so. Is very similar to the one worn by Sloan in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Also directed oh, yes. by John Hughes. Oh my God. And or it actually could be an homage to the iconic jacket in 1987's Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey, aka McDreamy. Oh it's no, I'm thinking it's closer to Sloan's um jacket because if I think in the it looks other just one, like Sloan's jacket. Yeah, because if you if you remember in Can't Buy Me Love. Her jacket doesn't have the tassels on it. It's white. Um, I thought it had the fringe on it. No, it doesn't. It it it, it is white, um, but it doesn't have the fringe the fringes on it. Yeah, it doesn't have that. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have it. But I know that Sloan's definitely does in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But I also find it interesting that with John Hughes, he obviously did Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club. Actually, you would be wrong. I would be wrong. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, I, I was thinking. Um, that- I- I'm I'm going to share my screen with your. Okay, your, your, your I was thinking second. that she didn't have the the tassels on it. No, if you look at it, the fringe is there. Well, no, I saw that in Sloan's. Yeah, I knew that Sloan's was, but yeah. you were saying, but you were saying the one on oh, can't, can't buy me love, me love jacket. I, yeah, I already yeah, knew okay. that Sloan had the um the jacket, but I didn't know whether it was uh, the can't buy me love white jacket. Here we go. I want to see this one. Nope, it has the nope. fringe on it too. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That okay, one has so the fringe on it too. So it's an homage to both of them. Yeah. Although it looks more like Sloan's. It looks a lot more Sloan than what it does. Um, yeah, it looks a lot more Sloan. But yeah. 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 And and it's also cut the same way. It's yeah. actually cut um, above where her pants line is. And yeah, it's that's more where, of a matinee jacket. Yeah, and that's where Jamie's jacket yeah. comes into it. So that's – but, I yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and I, also, thought that, I thought that was kind of fun. But I also love the fact that with, um, you know, John Hughes, obviously he did 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. Um, what else did he do? Um, Home Alone? No, 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 no. With R- Molly Ringwald. Um, oh. uh, Pretty in Pink. Candles, Pretty in Pink. And The Breakfast Club. And The Breakfast Club, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there is a great deal of homage that's being paid to Molly Ringwald's well, character. Well, in fact, Pam, her mother, her favorite actress is Molly Ringwald, has been since the 80s. And she and her friends dress up every day as various characters that Molly Ringwald played in different films. And they actually call themselves the Mollies. The four Mollies. And this is a nod <laughs> to the film Heather's. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, Heathers have got the, the four Heathers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You never saw it. But... You've never seen Heathers? No. Oh, my God. We have to see it. We have to watch that and do that on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Heathers is a great movie. It's with... um, um Yeah, I can see um, his face. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. a brain fart. I don't have enough coffee in me That's, right now. Yeah, I know. We need more coffee. Uh, Christian Slater. Thank yes. You. Thank you, brain. Yes. I love Winona my brain. Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Yep. I love my brain. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, brain. Thank you, brain. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we find out that obviously Pam you know, is trying to get Jamie to stay home, but she's determined to go out with her friend Amelia, which is fine. They're going out to a concert. So Pam's staying at home and giving out candy, and she's actually attacked 
by the killer who stabs her to death. So we find out that she has actually been the fourth victim of the Sweet 16 killer because she. we find out that she was actually stabbed 16 times. times. So now we realize that the killer is now back. It's like, oh, shit. Okay, you know. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this killer and we see this earlier in the day as Jamie is heading out that there's a guy who does a podcast on the Sweet 16 Killer and takes people on tours of the neighborhood. Yes. And they dress up as the killer with the mask. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. Look, it's it's very reminiscent to, um, you know, back in the 80s, if everyone remembers, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street was the most terrifying serial killer in dreams. Um, and, and everybody would wear a Freddy Krueger mask. Yeah, now he was originally. Or they'd wear the Jason Hockey mask. Yeah, or, or Michael Myers mask. Now, the fact is which that we're. Which is actually a William Shatner mask inverted and painted. Yeah. Now, what we find really interesting with, with Freddy is that Freddy was originally supposed to be a child molester. And when Wes Craven approached the studios, they said, well, child molester, that's. I don't think we're going to be able to sell that. Could we make it a child killer? And he's like, Yep, we can do that. So he changed it to Freddy Krueger being a child killer. Now, we know that, obviously, he took his children down in the basement to kill and obviously would be molested. But yeah. we've it's interesting now that there are kids that dress up as Freddy Krueger, you know, for Halloween. That's ironic. It's a child, they're child killers, but they dress up as a child killer. So when you've got yeah. this podcaster that's bringing people around to all these um, interesting parts of the city, or in interesting parts of the town, but they actually have the sweet sweet sixteen killer mask on. That's pretty, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a regular now, thing. There is a bit about the mask. It, the killer wears a mask depicting the face of a grinning blonde-haired man, and it was designed by makeup wizard Tony Gardner. The director Natasha Can explains that the mask had to originate in the '80s so that you have that nostalgic vibe. But in our movie, people obviously still dress up like the killer in present day, so I wanted to feel a little bit relevant. We landed on the idea of a handsome man being terrifying. Tony Gardner and the design team started pulling '80s hot hot throb references like Kiefer Sutherland, Rob Lowe and Dolph Lundgren and even Johnny Bravo and then exaggerated it and made the teeth oversized the idea was that the last thing you see is this beautiful smile as you're being killed mm, and that's what you do see with this with this mask which is very iconic I wouldn't say it's iconic as say the baby mask in um, Happy Death Day Happy Death Day or any of the and or any of the other iconic masks like Freddy or Jason or Michael, yeah. But it's certainly up there as far as an interesting mask that you'd actually wear um, as a killer. So now we find that obviously Jamie is now grieving at her mother's death, and um, we also find that there's a reporter by the name of Chris Dubage, and he tells her that Pam received a note from the killer that she kept secret, saying, "One day you're next." So we find that she was actually originally on the hit list, but for some reason she managed to just basically slip his his uh, noose, and that way that he that she actually never was killed until today. Now we find that she's now um, she was targeted by the Sweet Sixteen killer. Yeah. So Jamie is you know she's grieving about her mother, but she's helping Amelia put the finishing touches on a time machine that she created for a school project, and that yeah. night. Sorry, did you no. also notice the name of the, the high school? No, I didn't. Vernon I... High School. Oh, now I know where that one comes from. Okay, where did it come from? 
um, in the Breakfast Club, the 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 principal is Mr. Vernon. Yeah, that is a nod to Richard Vernon, the teacher in the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yep. I knew that one. Well done. But, yeah. When you said Vernon, I knew because we're an 80s movie, this was going to yeah, be heavily involved be. with the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Because yeah. Mr. Vernon was the one that, that put them put all them into in detention. Yep. <laughs> so as I said, th this is the reason that this movie makes um makes it a lot of fun is because it really is Back to the Future with a killer. Because that night, Jamie goes to um like a carnival. That's a like it's a rundown carnival. And the reason that she went back to the original carnival that was up and running is because Amelia needs to try to make her time machine work. And there was an old photo booth that she'd actually basically rigged up and she said this is would be a perfect way to make as a time machine but i'm still missing a key ingredient to make this thing but work. i don't know what it is and uh, that night we see that jamie is is chased by the killer and she runs into this you know this, this photo booth to try and you know make sure that she's hiding and the killer comes in and as the killer gets his knife and goes to stab her she quickly moves out the way and it stabs through the control panel of the time machine, and we realized that that is the that missing was the period. missing element. We just needed steel to be put through the center, and it activates the time machine, and we see that she is transported back to 1987. Yep, and which ironically is, was the first time. Oh, sorry, never mind. No, it's just it's just a wonderful way to make it, you know, make the movie happen. Yeah, that you're transported back to 1987 because she, you know, you can see that everything dissolves around her. The killer dissolves. She is just standing in one spot, and then she pulls the curtain back from the photo booth, and she's in the middle of a fully functional, fully working carnival. Everyone's dressed up, you know, and she, and she very smartly though, she hangs a sign on the on the time machine to say it's out of order to make yeah. sure that nobody goes near it because we know that there's a knife going through the control panel, and and we, we don't want questions. We don't. And I love it as she's wandering around trying to find anyone to help her. And she goes, this lady, you know, what year is it? And she goes, oh, it's 1987. And she goes, really? She goes, yeah, I haven't even tried Coke yet. And there's a couple of her children sitting, uh, sitting next to her. And she's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. But wow, I haven't even tried Coke yet. But we understand. I know, can you believe it's almost the end of the 80s 80? and I haven't even tried Coke yet? Now, it's not Coke. Coke is in Coca-Cola. We know what she's talking about. But she's got the greatest parachute pant, jacket, and outfit. It's, it's, it's. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful parachute pants tracksuit that she's wearing. Yeah, what was his name that did that? Um, can't touch this. Oh, MC Hammer. Yeah, it would have been a. It was a perfect MC Hammer suit. Yeah, look, it looks great. Very, very colorful. But yeah, very eighties. Very eighties. So, this is where Jamie realizes that if she stops the Sweet Sixteen Killer's original spree, that she can actually save her mother's life. Yeah. So the rest of the movie is basically Jamie masquerading as an exchange student from Canada. And trying to get in with with her her mother and her friends, except we find out that she, that her mother and, and her I love friends, when she first meets her. She's like, "Mom, mom, mom, mamacita." Yeah, because that's right. Because she goes into gym class and they're having gym, whatever. And her mother says, "You know, well, what you okay." But before we get and... into that, though, it's like yeah. she goes to try and get into the class, and she has to go to the office and basically register. Yeah, and they don't ask for transcripts. They don't ask, and just like. It's like they just don't care, and she's like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it's certainly an homage to the way that we are in the world now, to the way yeah. that we, it was back then. I mean, as Kat said, they didn't ask her for anything. She literally walked in the school, in the door, said, "I'm an asked, exchange student." They're like, yeah. "Okay, here's your class schedule." But but nobody asked her, "What are you doing on on the the school property?" Walks into the the front room, front office, and says all this, and they don't ask her for anything. Yeah, 
No, I and, do and I remember that she I remember she walks out going, that wouldn't happen in 2023. Yeah. Like, no way in hell. Yeah. Um, but we realized that um Pam and her friends are actually despised by everyone in the town and the school because these girls are bullies. And when Jamie They're the mean girls. They are, because when Jamie actually meets her mother for the first time, she says something and her mother says, Why don't you just go and fuck off and die? And she goes, Wow, mom. Mum, 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 mamacita. Ay, yay, yay, mamacita. And it's like, we realize that, wow, she really is a bitch. I yeah. mean, a really, a really, really bad yeah, bitch, you know? So, of course, we also realize that Jamie's got to try and get back to her, her time 2023. So she manages to convince Amelia's mother, Lauren, uh, and a teenager named Doug uh, and her school's present day principal to help her out. Now, this is why I first looked, and, and, and I love it, the transition. You get all of the, the three of them, what they would look like when in 2023 to what they look like now in, you know, 1987. And it's I love the transition backwards and forwards. But Amelia... Well, the one that cracks me up is the first time she sees her dad and he's like this really hot guy, and then she realizes it's her dad. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same reverse situation that Marty saw his mother when yeah. he when he first saw um Lorraine, he's yeah. like, "Wow, that's mum! Holy crap!" But yeah, I mean, because because her father used to say to her that you know because he was wearing on Halloween not only was her mother wearing Molly Ringwald outfit, but he was wearing a t shirt that had basically um six packs built in, so it looked yeah. like a, a six pack t shirt. And he's like, "But I used to have these when I was younger." When she goes back to 1987, she sees her father, and he does. Yeah, he had, had a six pack, and he had the long, pack. and he had the the long mane of hair, and he looked very, yeah, it, yeah. He, no wonder the the um, he was like his, romance novel cover. Yeah, he really was. So this is where Jamie and Jamie's also got a a um a mission, not only to get back to twenty twenty three, but to stop her mother and father having sex with each other too early. Yeah, because if it's too early, then she she's going to get back to the present. Way younger because her mother had said that they got together at the right time, which was later when they were in college. Because had they gotten together in high school, they never would have let made it. Yeah, they were too immature, and their relationship wouldn't have made it. And that's why Jamie's trying to stop it from happening too early because of that simple fact. And now remember when when Jamie goes and actually speaks to Amelia's mother, Lauren, um, she actually does say that you know your daughter is going to invent a time machine and it actually works. So now the whole movie is trying to get the, get her back to her time. But there's only a certain amount of time that she can be away from her timeline before she's going to be stuck there forever. So yeah, I love it how... Now, which, um, one, which one was Chris? Chris. Chris was the um, the guy that was always dressed in the bomber jacket that, drew, that drove that creepy van. Okay. We're talking about the guy, Chris? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. The guy Chris is the guy that drove drove the um that the, they originally thought was the killer because he was very very weird. He he was wearing the green bomber jacket. He drove in the windowless windowless van, and they thought that he was really really creepy. But obviously, it turns out that he's not. Oh, yeah, he was the guy who used to work at the thing. Yeah, and he wasn't as creepy as what everyone really thought. Yeah. So, um, so now we find also that that Jamie goes through a, a series of things to try and get in good with her, uh, with the mother. Uh, well, because, yeah, and, and Lauren actually kept, once she understood what was going on, she kept a notebook of altered fates. And, yes. she write, and she writes that she keeps tabs on the traumatized Chris from her timeline just in case. Yeah. 
but she never learned his identity. And though Jamie's teenage mom had a split second glimpse of his face as she fell out of the ride where she met her father, but Jamie's dad, she wouldn't have recognized his adult self and wouldn't have had any reason to keep tabs on him at all. Oh, okay. Now, I love the book that that um, Lauren keeps because it does actually factor into the original timeline. Yeah. Because as we're going along now, we, we've got we've got Amelia in the, in the 2023 timeline, and we've got Lauren in the 1987. Yeah. And essentially, they're working together to try and get Jamie back into her timeline. So there's a couple of little things that actually happens in 2023 that has already happened in 87, but Amelia's p- piecing them together. Now, the podcaster, the guy who's actually got this very successful podcast show, he's all, he's basically working with Amelia. Mm-hmm. But as we go along, we find... To help this, her put the time machine back together. Yeah. We find that this podcaster is not who we actually think he is. Which, always, which we always wondered about from the beginning. I did, because it just seemed because, a little bit too yeah, they, obvious. Well, no. They tried to throw you off track with the creepy guy that worked in the park. Yeah. And that didn't that didn't work out. That very was well. a red herring. That was, but that red herring didn't really. They always try to make it. you think it's somebody else, so that yeah. you won't think that it's the person it really. I mean, is. as I said, this movie is not going to not going to drive you down the road and show you who the killer is. Yeah. It's going to give you ideas. You've just got to figure it out the way you go along. Now, yeah, there were several possibilities that it was fun to go. Hmm, could it be them? Could it be them? Could it be yeah. this person? Now, if anyone has not seen Totally Killer and has got. Amazon Prime and is interested in seeing this movie. Go watch it then. Go and watch it and come back and listen to the end of the podcast. There will be spoilers. Because we are going to spoil who the killer is and it's going to upset you if you find out before you see this movie. So please go and watch the movie. Totally. Um, Totally right, dude. Dude. Um, Dude, yeah. So please go watch the movie, dude. That's another one we should do, Bill and Ted. Oh, there's nothing to Bill and I Ted. I love Bill. Yeah, but it's just fun to talk Bill about. Bill and Ted doesn't have, there's nothing to It Bill was fun Ted's. to talk about. Yeah. Maybe but... I'll just do it on my own. Anybody, anybody who wants to uh, do Bill and Ted's um, ad- great, great adventure with excellent me. Excellent adventure. Excellent adventure because Paul doesn't want to do it. Write in, let me know. We'll schedule a Zoom. Hello at homeclassmoviechat.com. If you want to be a guest presenter for that episode and do Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey, let Cat know. Or, or any of the Harry Potter films. Or any of the Harry Potter films. Because Whatever Paul you've won't got. won't watch them with me. You see, he keeps saying he will, but he won't. The fact is that I can't watch those movies. I literally fall asleep. They are so dull. They are not. Yeah, okay. I keep telling him we'll start with number five. It picks up It picks up at the end of number four. <laughs> okay. We'll watch the tail end of four and then on from there. So we find that, that you know, Jamie manages to, um, you know, get into the party. Because the and to try and stop one of the girls, Tiffany, from getting murdered, but unfortunately, she's unable to stop her, and she actually gets murdered on the original timeline. But however, it was originally supposed to be that she was going to be killed in the garage, but she got but killed find, in one of the upper it, bedrooms. She was killed in the bedroom on a waterbed. So, even though that time, even though that timeline's a little bit shaky, and what, still, what was the note that was left next to her? What did that say? Um, it says that uh you're next one day and that's the note that keeps following through the entire movie every person that gets killed um then there is a note that's left there saying you'll be you'll be next one day no because they eventually figure out that it was, she um lauren figures out that jamie left it not the killer so it was a different note 
Oh, that's right, because the because the because the timeline had been altered from yeah. when she was killed. So yeah. she was supposed to be killed on the car in the garage, but she was killed on the bed. So yeah. the, the note read something completely different yeah. than one uh your next one day. Yeah. So yeah. Um so we find out that uh, that this whole thing is going on and Jamie decides that it's a great idea to try and get everyone else away from the area because we all know they're going to get killed. So let's try and get them from. To oh, a so safe let's place. go to our condo. Yeah. And of course, Jamie's like, oh, awesome. A condo that'll actually keep us safe. But we find out that Marissa has actually she falls taken asleep them. on the road on the on the way there. Jamie and falls we find asleep that in the car. Marissa has driven them all to a cabin in the cabin woods. In the woods. Yeah, it's my family's condo. Oh. Of course, now we find that Marissa is actually killed in the original timeline as well. So that's still but going. Didn't they get killed out of order? They did. Uh, Heather was the first one, but actually was the, th- the third one in the original timeline. Yeah. But Heather was the first person killed in the first timeline. So that's skewered. Yeah. And once again, as I said, because the, the area was different, she was supposed to be killed in the garage, not in the bed. That makes yeah. it. And I love it. One of the, the little things that they say is... Um, you know, there's Heather and she's sitting on the bed. She's waiting for her boyfriend to come into the room. No, now. it's actually a musician. Musician. That she's hooking and, up with for yeah, the Yeah, and she actually says, well, I don't do blowjobs. You pee out of that thing. So when she's killed, her friends are standing around talking and the creepy guy actually says, you know, if she had have done blowjobs, she probably would still be alive. And I love it how Jamie goes, yeah, mm-hmm. let's not dwell on that one as yeah. as, as our final memory of well, it, Yeah, and the musician, I forget the name of the band, um, but it ended up uh, being like 10 minutes on a waterbed or something. Oh, yeah, that's 10 right. 10 minutes away on a waterbed from being killed. That's right. And that was the name of her of his album that actually managed to get into number one and he became very famous timeline. in the new timeline because he, he made that the song 10 minutes on a waterbed. Yeah, because yeah. it was something else in the original timeline, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because Heather is murdered instead, um, so, so we've got that Marissa's killed on the original timeline, and as Jamie works to protect Marissa, Heather's murdered instead. So yeah. now because she was trying to hold hold her the the to keep her safe, the timeline's now been changed because yep. as we said, Heather's killed on a waterbed, not in a not on the hood of a car in her parents' garage. So that's where the timeline starts to shift. Yep. So on Halloween night, the group the group reconvenes at an amusement park while Lauren works on turning a popular attraction into a makeshift time machine for Jamie to travel forward. And as yes. we all know, she has a tra- she's only got seven hours to, literally to be in this timeline before she ends up by getting Stuck there forever. It's, like, it's not a Doc and Marty thing where he's stuck in, in the timeline until the picture starts to fade or it's, you know, three or four days. She's going to got seven hours to get, to get to get this done. So in the present, Chris helps Amelia fix the time machine as they realize that the, the timeline is starting to change. And the group lures the Sweet 16 killer into a haunted house where he attacks them, but only to be impaled by Kara, the future town sheriff with a scythe, which is, if anyone knows what a scythe is, that's something. the thing you cut grain with. It's that long um, blade that the Grim Reaper carries. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Now we find out that Doug is actually revealed as the killer seeking revenge on the group for the death of his girlfriend, Trish. And re- and Marissa, I love this, reveals that Tiffany and Heather got drunk one night and let her drive home with her dying in an accident. So that's the reason that Doug then 
goes and now if anyone wants to know who Doug is, Doug is actually the the now school principal. Yes. The African American guy. And we you should have actually realized this. And I didn't realize this, but in one scene you see that when Marissa um when when Trish is dead, he wears a black armband. Now, anyone that would know anything would know that that is obviously the sign of someone that is has Agreed. lost a loved one, but he wears it for the for the majority of the movie. Oh, yeah, I missed that too. So he's continuously grieving until the time that he shows up at the haunted house to attack the rest of the group. He wasn't wearing the armband. So when, when he gets killed by the scythe and they take the mask off, you know, it's almost like a Scooby-Doo moment. Oh, it was Professor Plum all along. But when they <laughs> removed the mask and it was the the um, African-American guy who's now the principal, my first thought was, I knew who it was. I actually called it before it was because there was just something about about Doug that I thought that there was something not quite right about him that I felt that he was, he was the killer. Mm. So you think, oh, okay, awesome. You know, um, and we also find out that Pam... Jamie's mother wasn't present with the group when when uh, when Marissa ended up by oh sorry and Trish ended up by um, getting killed in the car wreck. So that's the reason why um, Pam received the note. And you think to yourself, oh, and that's the whole thing. It all t- it ties in together. Everyone was killed. Pam wasn't there on the night that that um, Trish was killed driving home. The only person that was left to get the note was Pam. Yeah. So Pam kept the note. So you think to yourself, oh, okay, so that's it. We find out now that, that Doug's the killer. Nope. nope. A second killer appears and slits Marissa's throat. And you're like, and this is why I love this movie. It's like, holy crap, there was, there's another Where'd one. Where did he come from? Where did he come from? The second killer chases after Jamie and um, ends up killing Chris's father along the way, which is really upset. <laughs> upsetting no i think he just injured him because he's there oh that's right that's right. he injured him that's right he stabs him but he injures him he doesn't actually kill him yeah. that's right because he's um, there at the end of the movie and of course the two face off in the new time machine which is basically a what uh it's like a room you go into it's the one room, of those gravity rides gravity. where it just pushes you up against the side of it because it's spinning so fast yeah and jamie was told by amelia that you need to get into the center of the machine the stand there don't move and when it's spinning around, everything will change. You'll go back to 2023 and everything will, you know, you'll be able to go back safely. If you move out of the central area, which is your protection zone, you can get sucked into the, the, the timeline and get killed. Yeah. So this, this killer is now in the room with Jamie trying to get towards Jamie and you start to see the machine going and you're still wondering who the hell is this person? Well, her mother was in there with her as well. That's right. Yeah. Pam was there. Pam was in there. He was, he was trying to keep Pam safe away from the killer and you're still trying to work out exactly who, who the, the hell, hell is, is it well we find out that the guy who is trying to get um jamie and pam is the very popular podcaster from 2023 23. and the reason that he wants to you know this thing down is because his ratings will go up if see, he and that's the thing is the... he was not the original killer no he, but he could he see his rating a copycat yeah but, they, but because his ratings were going down as a podcaster and because a lot of the tours that were happening, he wasn't actually getting the amount of people that were interested in, in the Sweet 16 Killer, the only way to keep the, the whole thing going, the only way to keep the interest of this, the killers going is to go and kill the, <laughs> these girls to boost his ratings as a podcaster. But, of course, 
you know, Jamie is now in the center of the 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 thing of the the because she gets zone. her mom out. Yeah, and the door closes. So so the the podcast is still trying to get towards Jamie, and he just gets to Jamie. He gets inside the protection zone, and you can see the thing spinning, and you can set, start to see parts of the wall starting to break away because the timeline's now being shifted. And it's this time that Jamie manages to kick him into the spinning machine, and he the, then gets sucked into the um, timeline. And he gets killed. Yep. He think, oh, okay, awesome. That's fine. We get back, and of course, she gets back to the the future now. Or, to twenty twenty three, and now we're wondering, aka, back to Doc the future. What's changed? Yeah, and we find out that the uh, because of Jamie's intervention in the past, it's resulted in an alternative future in which her parents got together way earlier than they but had originally. But did manage to stay together. They stayed together. Um, now, um, Amelia's friend, Lauren, when Lauren was doing, when when Amelia's mother, Lauren, was working on the, the time machine, she kept the, the journal of what was going on. So Amelia was fixing everything that was going on in the time machine in 2023 that Lauren was writing down in 1987. So when Jamie gets back, she basically presents her with the book and says, this is how we got you back. And, and says to her, this is your book. And she I've, kept, and I've kept track of the things that are different. Yeah, exactly. And because con- the, the core people know what's different. Yeah. And I love the last part of this movie. She says, oh, and consequently, you now, ha- you now have an older brother named Jamie. Jamie. And your name is now Colette. Yep. <laughs> The screen goes black, and that is the end of Totally Killer. And I'm telling you, totally, it is awesome. It was I really, so much fun. I really like this movie. It's it's one of those movies that you could you could say quite rightly you could sit there and go, okay, I've seen it on Prime. I'm going to buy it through eBay and keep it in the collection. It is just a fun movie to watch going backwards and forwards. Yeah. I mean, just her just her way of trying to get people to believe. Me I mean, at, at one stage, you know, she's talking to her mother. And her mother says, you know, what happens in the future? And she goes, oh, you know, the machines, you know, are basically running our life and they're, they're, they're taking us over through um, video music and, and TikTok or dance music and TikTok. And she's like, are they, they're using dance on us to destroy us yep. in, the, in the present? But it's just, it's, it's a fun movie. Well, one of, one of my favorite moments is when from the party, Jamie has the uh, rag with the killer's blood on it. So she put it in a plastic bag and she goes to the police and she hands it to them. And they're like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, it has the killer's blood on it. And they're like, yeah, so. And he, she goes, it's DNA. And they're like, DNA what? And he goes, she goes, DNA. It's, it's the, it's the cornerstone of anybody's blood. Everybody's got the DNA in their blood. Yeah. And a lot of the police officer goes, okay, but there's no machine. Well, that's the because the first, believe it or not, the first time DNA was used to solve a crime was in 1987 in England. And this is 1987, but they didn't have the technology. But yeah, it wasn't widespread. No. Yet, which is hard the to database. believe that it was that recent. Yeah. And so the fact is that, you know, Jamie has bagged all this evidence for, for them and they literally just drop the bloody rag on the ground, which is in a plastic bag and walk away. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, like this yeah. is. It's like, how did they ever catch anybody back yeah. before DNA? But once again, as they quite rightly pointed out, we don't have anything to even remotely match what to you're actually it. wanting. So yeah, there's, there's no database. There's no nothing. Yeah. 
So the only way that they would be able to process it is if it became worldwide in like 1994. Yeah. By that stage, the, the Sweet 16 killer could have gone through and murdered another dozen people. Yeah, you got to wonder how they ever solved oh, crimes boy. back in the day, man. I tell you, that's when detectives were really detectives. Yeah, they were really working their ass off. Now it's basically punch a, a couple of numbers to find out exactly. I mean, I don't know how. Send it through the database. Yeah, and, I don't know yeah. how detectives work now, but I know that their job is a shit ton easier yeah. than what it is now. Uh, Except for then. when the lab gets backed up. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I, as I said, I really like this movie and I would encourage everybody, if you get a chance, if you've got Amazon Prime, please go and watch, watch this it. movie. It is great. And if you are interested in this podcast and you can't get it, you would do yourself a favor by buying it through wherever you can get. Do a 30-day trial uh, or a seven-day trial of Prime of and Prime, watch it there. Just to watch it. But yeah. if you can't, but if you get to try to find it on Prime and it's not there anymore, Go buy I'm, the DVD. I, I'm not going to steer you wrong. Go buy the DVD. You're not yeah. going to be upset. Okay. Now we have one more piece of trivia. Yes. Go for it. So final piece of trivia. Yep. There is a film that came out in 2015 called The Final Girls. And a lot of people have drawn parallels between Totally Killer totally, and The okay. Final Girls, yeah. which is about a group of friends who get sucked into a 1980s horror film starring one of their mothers. Then the victims... And indeed, the promo poster bears a haunting resemblance to the victims of real-life Moscow, Idaho massacre in November 2022. Furthermore, the house number of the main protagonist family in this film, the Hughes, is 1122, which is the same number of the house in Moscow, Idaho, 1122 Kings Road. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. I really need to find that Final Girls movie. I, yeah, I've we been, need to watch that. That sounds been, fun. Yeah, it's been the longest times I've actually seen that movie. I'm pretty sure I've actually have seen it, but I can't for the life of me find out. Uh, remember? Yeah, it was um, a University of Idaho. Hmm. Was um, the the massacre? Yeah, I'm going to have to search for the Final Girls because I really want to now watch that movie to draw comparisons between that. And Totally Killer. But as I said, the, the fact that Totally Killer works is because of a lot of it to do with the actress. She yeah. is it's so so believable. Yeah. She's great in in this movie. Um, and as I said, we 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 first got a chance to see her in um the new Sabrina. Sabrina. And she Karen was and great Shipka in is yeah, and she is great in Sabrina, and she just brings a lot of uh of enjoyment to this movie, Totally Killer. So yeah. Yeah, I, I would really recommend anybody that is interested in watching this to please go ahead and watch it. It's great, and I and I thoroughly enjoy it. So definitely five out of five for me and five out of five for Kat. So it's yeah, it's a, a it's lot a, of fun. It's a perfect movie, and I really would watch it all over again. It's that much fun. Totally. Even though I know even though I know the killer, even though I know the whole story about it, we, I mean, we all know we could watch, you know, like everyone watches Back to the Future over and over again, even though we know what happens when Doc gets, uh, when Marty gets back into the future and stuff like that. But yeah. It's still a fun movie to, to watch every now and again. So Totally Killer is definitely in that category. So Totally. Yes. But if anyone wants to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at hello at Home Class Movie Chat. There you can send us emails. We'll respond to every email that we get. And if you want to give us an idea or a suggestion of a movie, email us there, hello at Home Class Movie Chat, and we will do a movie of your choice. Yeah, we'll be happy to take suggestions. Yeah. Because really, you know, we love to interact with our, with our people that actually listen to the Home Class Movie Chat. And, you know, if you do have a movie that we th that you think we might like or that you want us to sit and review and you'd like to hear our take on it, please let us know. We'd love to do it for you. 
Yep, absolutely. So thank you for joining us. If you haven't done already, please leave us a like and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know anybody who loves movies as much as we do, please invite them to join the conversation. Absolutely. So we'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your popcorn and we'll catch you at the movies. Bye, everyone. Bye.